Welcome to the Clarity Advisor Show, where you'll learn how to grow your team today. Join Ken Trupke and his guests as they discuss what works and doesn't work to grow your team in today's world. And now, your host, Ken Trupke. Hello, and welcome again to the Clarity Advisors Show. Obviously, our teams are made up of individuals, and good leaders know that one size does not fit all. But sometimes we forget that our teammates are individuals who are motivated by and respond to different things. My guest today is an organizational psychologist who helps business leaders achieve breakthrough performance by focusing on the micro conversations that lead to high-performing teams. Please welcome Joshua Washington. Ken, how's it going? Really good, man. I appreciate having you here. This is going to be a lot of fun, so thank you so much. No, thanks for having me, man. I agree. It's going to be great. All right. So micro conversations, I just want to jump right in. Tell me what that is and, and what that means for an organization. Yeah, no preference. Let's just jump right into to micro conversations. No, I, I love that. It's actually a new project I'm working on. It's underneath this mission critical performance methodology that I put together. And, and Ken, it really boils down to over my 10 years of working with you know executive leaders, what, I, what I've seen is that what really drives performance and culture within the organization is all the conversations that take place day in and day out. It's a continuous performance improvement and continuous culture development um, that should take place for a winning organization. And I found the best way to do that is to have a proven approach to how you conduct your conversation. So micro conversations is a it's a uh, it's an acronym that kind of teaches leaders how to approach those continuous performance how to manage conflict, you know, all those things that are vital to getting the highest value out of your workforce. All right. I want to hear what that acronym is, but but maybe we should just take a step back first. <laughs> tell, tell the audience, uh, you know, who you are, what you do, how you kind of got to where you are now. Just give us a little background. Well, yeah, man, I, I got started in my, my start was mostly communication. That's really my the initial you know, beginning, early beginnings of my education and academic background before I got into organizational psychology. So for the last, the previous 10 years before owning my own business, I worked in healthcare and worked for one of the largest healthcare organizations in the country, training and coaching uh, executive managers and doctors, specifically with doctors in the exam room on how they can, you know, get the most out of their interaction and patient outcomes. Uh, so that's really my background. I spent 10 years kind of doing that, uh, working in the what's called the consumer experience department, uh, working with a great team. And quite honestly, the only reason I left that gig was because I've always had a passion to own my own business. And so starting Lee Malvo was really a legacy move to not only honor my grandmother's uh, of leadership and imprint in my life, but to also start a legacy in a business for my family. Tell me about the connection to to your grandmother. What what role does she have, and and how, is that, that's her name then? That the name of your company? Tell us. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so my grandmother's maiden name is Margaret Lee. All right. So you'll notice my name is Joshua Lee. So we, that's how, that's the correlation there. Her her maiden last name though is um, Malvo. So I probably said that backwards. But her maiden last name is Malvo. Her married last name is Lee. So that's why my name is Joshua Lee. So I thought after she passed away in 2016, she passed away from cancer. 
And that really, really was a, that was, that was the first real transition in my life of losing someone close to me. And um, just in some time of mourning and, and meditation, I wanted to honor her vision uh, and the leadership that she displayed because everything I do in business is right now. Every executive coaching client, you know, every training, a lot of the principles I'm sharing are principles that Margaret, my grandmother, taught me. Uh, and so I thought it very fitting to name the business after her. Uh, Lee Malvo is, is her maiden and married last name. I mean, you'll even see if you look at the logo, you'll see her vector. The image of her face is also in there, which people ask me, you're a man. Why is there a, why is there an image of a, a woman in your uh, logo? And the reason why is that's my grandmother's vector. Uh, and that's how I keep her memory alive. Oh, that's great. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. So so tell me now, who is it that you serve and what do you do for them? Yeah, well, my focus has really been uh, I've worked a lot with executive leaders over the years. And I want to broaden that out a little bit. So now I've, op I've opened up really my focus to those mid-level managers. So you think anywhere from that management position all the way up to like the VP round, we're really working with them on communication. And the reason why, Ken, is I think communication is really going to be one of the those differentiators. There's like three power skills I talk about. One is leadership, which gets talked about the most. But the second one is uh, communication. And so it's been kind of my passion to teach leaders how to become skilled, masterful communicators so that they can then become coaches. Because I think those two skills combined is going to set up leaders to really advance not only their own career, but be able to build high performing teams and do it quickly without uh, being bogged down by a lot of the, the stressors on the workforce that we're seeing right now, whether it's in society, whether it's a lot of the cultural wars. You know, we need to set our leaders up to succeed and to be able to navigate some of the barriers and challenges that um, are preventing leaders from building high performance teams. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, communication is such a critical skill. Uh, a breakdown in communication is so often what I see with clients where they're not getting the performance they need. And it feels like there's a problem with sales or there's a problem with the connection between sales and marketing, or there's a, a shop floor or quality issue, but it usually is something about communication. And that's, what's preventing us from getting the team aligned because we're not communicating what good looks like and what it is we're trying to do. So I, yeah, I love that. You know, I agree. It's so funny. You say that Ken, I I'll share a little bit because it's you and I, and I love you. So I had a client recently, right? They were really concerned about the fact that they didn't have like the performance talent, you know, performance uh, systems to really drive. They were trying to drive revenue and productivity. And long story short, after about three months of working with them, what we found was the biggest driver of their revenue. Their revenue it skyrocketed after we about 20 to 30 percent. We saw an increase in their revenue just in the first three months. And what we drew the correlation to is they weren't having conversations one-on-ones with their team before this point. So here they are thinking, hey, it's our performance system. We don't have enough targets. We don't have enough, you know, that, that archaic annual review type thing. In reality, it was just having continuous conversations with their people. And their organization actually got leaner. They actually ended up being able to cut out some of that middle management, not on purpose, but people kind of exited themselves. And now their their business became not only more lean, but more efficient and productive. So I, I just want to make that point where you're saying it's true. Sometimes people look at the wrong sources because they think that's the route. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's part of the clarity that that we try to bring to clients is seeing what that real problem is. And most often the place we're going to start is in some form of communication because people can't do well if they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. And when you've got top leadership thinking everybody's a mind reader, I said it once, I don't know why they don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they have kids that they they know. Like I tell my kids a hundred times, but I'm going to come to work and just tell you once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, all right. Well, so take us back. I'm curious about the where you got started with, you said teaching physicians bedside manner. Is that is that what that was? Talk about that a little bit. Man, can I never thought, you know, I used to hate going into hospitals. Like I used to, I used to just really hate that experience of going into hospitals. Never did I think I would be working in them. Um, so when I first got to uh, this healthcare organization, I was fresh out of really, college and, and I graduated around that 2012 range. So the market was dry. So I, I had just turned to healthcare because there was really nothing else out there. I didn't expect to stay there long. But long story short, I ended up starting there as just someone that was training pretty much in their orientation. So training people on servant leadership, doing a lot of manager coaching. Um, and through communication, I built relationships with some of our head uh, physician executives. Um, and that led to having an opportunity to pitch this idea to them that, hey, you all are trying to increase your patient experience, but I think you're going about it the wrong way. You all are focusing on these kind of overall generalized trainings, but our physicians need one-to-one, -one, again, those micro conversations, coaching conversations. They need one-to-one -one, um, support. And to my disbelief or surprise, because <laughs> the, 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 generally speaking, the reputation is if you're not a physician, doctors aren't really interested in, in you being their coach. But to my surprise, they they welcomed me with open arms because they saw me as a an expert in the communication field. And we saw some tremendous results during that, those cohorts of physicians. Well, we took their their uh we took them in, we went into their practice and we did one-to-one -one coaching in the exam room right alongside them, helping them to increase their patient experience scores. I mean, we saw astronomical numbers. We had one physician that was in the first percentile ranking, which is the worst you can be in. And within 30 days, he jumped to the 95th. And it was simply from offering that one-to-one -one support. So it tells you, even for executives, they need they can use that one-to-one -one support the same way that their uh, lower level employees can. Yeah, absolutely. Communication works for everybody always. Absolutely. So listen, I do want to dive into the acronym that makes up micro and micro conversations. And we'll touch on that right after the break. You're here with us on the Clarity Advisor Show and we'll be right back. Is your business where you want it to be or on track to get there? Clarity Advisors helps business leaders improve communication and get your team aligned and engaged for greater success. We specialize in helping you streamline your sales and operating systems to improve efficiency and grow your profits. Call or text Ken at 616-822-2998 to have a complimentary 12-minute call to see what some clarity could do for you. Okay, welcome back to the Clarity Advisors show. We're talking today with Joshua Washington. So Joshua, now I wanna hear what that acronym is for micro in micro conversations. Micro conversations only, only because I love you, Ken. I want to give you some inside secrets here. I'll, I'll only share this in trainings, but 
let's go through it real quick, okay? So the M stands for mood. And it's when we approach the conversation, it's a principle. Timing is everything. And not just like timing, like is it the right time numerically, but timing. Like is your organization in the right season to be having these conversations? Because remember, we're talking mission critical conversation. That's what a micro conversation is. It's something that gets us towards the mission. So you want to make sure mood, timing, season, is it the right time? Uh, the second thing is then we want to measure intent. So when we're speaking to the person and you're starting that conversation, you always want to state your intent. Hey, here's the purpose for this conversation. That way there's no gray area because where there is gray, people make assumptions. And we want to stay away from that. So you want to state your purpose um, with, with the intent. And that I is double, it's twofold. So it's intent and impact. You also want to paint a picture for that person. Here's the here's my purpose, but here's the impact I think this will have by having this conversation. And so we have M, mood, I, intent, impact. C is challenges. This is where you begin to get into those challenges and you want to speak to the facts and behaviors. You don't want to speak to the person. You don't want to speak to or make any evaluations. You want to just speak to the facts and, and the behaviors because then that helps us to keep down uh, the conflict and keep down any um, emotions that may taint the conversation, right? Because emotions intoxicate. And so we want to make sure our emotions are are not embedded into the conversation when we talk about the challenges. So it's MIC. And then R, we want to talk about results. What results are we seeing from these challenges? How is it impacting you as an individual? How is it impacting the team, the business? And what are the results we're looking forward to um, to get? What's the end goal that we're looking for? And then always options. So that's when we begin to talk about solutions. So I always recommend, you know, bring some of your own to the table. But this is a great portion in the conversation. Also, seek feedback. Hey, how do you think we should approach this? Um, and that's just a simple formula for having micro conversations that will get us all focused on the mission and the goal. I love it. So good. Thanks for walking us through that. And I really like that C, the idea of staying focused on facts and focused on behaviors, because those are tangible and we can see those, we can judge those. You know, sometimes you hear people say like, we're not supposed to judge others, but we're not supposed to judge intentions mm -hmm. and judge actions. Yeah. We can. And so to keep the emotion out of it, it makes such a difference to talk about what you're seeing, not what you think they might be intending and, and what, what they're, that they might be feeling or how you're feeling. That's all, it gets squishy, but you stay on facts and behaviors that are more objective and more observable. Yeah. On a sense. And then what did you say? Emotion is intoxicating. Emo so here's what I do. I have my attendees. I, I have them, we do a, a red, yellow, green. And I tell them before you have a conversation, because there's a, there's a planning portion of this approach as well. So when they're planning, they have to get to the green which means there's there's intoxication, there's that midpoint, and then there's the sober. So that's speaking to our emotions. And, and Ken, you've probably seen this. Whenever you're having a conversation with someone and your emotions are high, you're intoxicated with, let's say, anger or whatever. The, when, when emotion goes up, generally speaking, intelligence seems to go down. And so we talk about making sure you're not intoxicated with those emotions. Do your best to get to the sober place because that's where solution lives. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where emotion is high, decision-making and good judgment definitely tend to be low. And I can't help but notice the word toxic buried in intoxication. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, which is also not helpful in conversations when it starts to become toxic and go south. So, hey, that's such good stuff. Thanks so much. So you see a lot of different organizations. You've been around a lot of different teams and people. What are some lessons that you've been able to draw and that maybe you bring to your clients about what works and what doesn't to help the team with their high performance? Well, that's such a good question, Ken. Um, there's so much that comes that floods my mind, but I, I would say if I had to give leaders just one thing, I think we have to, as leaders, commit to continuous development, continuously equipping yourselves. It, it amazes me that oftentimes when I'm having a conversation, kind of that initial consult with a business, one of the things I'll ask them is, hey, when's the last time you all had some leadership training or coaching? or communi communication training or coaching. You know, when's the last time you all have resourced yourselves or, or looked into how to resources to equip yourselves and up your skills? And quite often, the answer is we haven't. And it's because we're focused on, you know, operations and all these other things. And so I would, my advice to any leader listening to this is focus on the basics. Don't ever get to a point in your career or your leadership where you, you kind of plateau and you think I've, I've kind of reached the mountaintop because the variable is always changing. The workforces that you are leading are always changing, always evolving. Therefore, their needs are always changing and evolving. So the more uh, you know, attuned you stay to your development, the better equipped you will be to manage these, these uh, teams and these relationships without all that stress and chaos that quite often makes our job dissatisfying. Yeah, I think you're right on, especially with that idea of the variable and things are changing. I mean, we're always changing. Mm -hmm. The person we're communicating with is always changing. And then you've got those external factors. And if we haven't learned anything over the last three years, it's certainly ought to have learned that external factors can make a big impact, yeah. better or worse, on organizations. So there's just been a lot going on that we've had to deal with in addition to just our own changes in our lives and, and our situations and the person we're working with. So all that combined, yeah, if you're not continuing to learn and grow as a leader, things aren't staying the same. You can't, if you did reach a plateau, you can't stay there for long if you don't keep getting better. So that, I think that's so good. So what are some things that you've seen? Uh, we talked there at the beginning here. I In the intro, I said, you know, we sometimes can forget that people are individuals and they have individual motivations and needs, what are some things, either mistakes you've seen people make or the things that have worked to make sure we're always treating individuals as individuals? Uh, some mistakes I've seen, one of the biggest mistakes I've seen is focusing more on the the numbers than the people. Um, and I think that's kind of a, a thing we hear that's common in, in the workplace. But, but I mean, like we can become very much scorecard heavy. And now I'm not of the mindset that we shouldn't measure. You absolutely should measure, but you want to keep a balance. The same way we measure numbers on a scorecard, we, we want to be able to measure, I would say, three things. There's three things you should measure if you are leading the team. You want to measure these three intrinsic motivators. Measure your team's value perception, meaning how valued they feel by you and the sense of belonging within the team. Measure their creative autonomy because we were created as beings to be creative. And so if people aren't being able to exercise their, their skills of solution, uh, of driving solutions and creating you know, solutions to problems, 
then that's when jobs become very boring or mundane and disengagement follows. And then the third thing is development opportunities. Measure how, how many development opportunities is your team being given? And there's so many, you don't have to think like major development opportunities. There's still small areas, maybe leading a team, leading a project, and it helps them to grow. It keeps them engaged. So those are some mistakes that I've seen people make where they measure more of the numbers, but they don't measure the, the people side. And I think that's a critical mistake. All right. I, I want to, I love that. I took, taking notes while you're, while you're walking us through that. How exactly would somebody go about doing that? Is that like a one to five scale, or one to 10 scale? Are we sending an email out every week? Is it a sit down meeting? Like how do you actually draw that out? Get really tactical for me. Well, this is great because you, you've brought us back to the beginning. Ken, it is those micro conversations. When you are, it's, it could be as simple as your one-on-ones. If you're meeting with your team members at the individual level, maybe once a month, whatever you can manage within your business, I don't know how big your teams are, but those micro conversations, you want to be checking for these things. You want to be asking questions that, that allow us to have insight into where is this employee at? How valued do they feel? Um, and even just sharing that, sharing your intent. Hey, I want to see you do this. I want to see you accomplish this. I want to see this value you know, into your career in life. That's one way to just push and promote that into your teams. Another way we talk about creative autonomy, for instance, micro conversations, asking your team members, hey, is there a specific project or, or a development area that you would like to see yourself develop in? And it's really just getting back to being human beings who have conversations and we rid ourselves of any assumptions and we get down to really um, having those conversations around value, you know, where you want to be at, how can we serve you the same way that you're serving the business? So good. I love the detail on that. And yeah, I guess I kind of gave the game away on myself as, as more of a, you know, task oriented person than as a people oriented person. Because I'm like, how do you score that? And you're saying, no, 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 sit down and have a conversation. So, all right, I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, sit down and have a conversation. To your point, Ken, if you do want to score it, there's, there's engagement surveys. You know, every six months or, or, or annually, you know, you can survey your team and see what's the pulse. Uh, you know, how are they how are they feeling for as far as the value, engagement, all those things. For those of you who want to have a scorecard attached, that's one way. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah, I know you're always pouring into yourself. You're always trying to learn more. You're definitely not that guy satisfied on whatever plateau you're at currently. You're looking to grow yourself. So, what are some things that you're consuming these days? Could be a podcast, books, books on audio, whatever it is. What, what are some things that you've been taking in recently to grow yourself? Yeah, man, I, um, I'm i a little bit of a, a book snob. So I, I read two or three books at a time. One of my favorites right now um, is a book by Cal Newport called So Good They Can't Ignore You. Um, I just like, I like some of the concepts in there that he's talking about how people develop and how to really master your, your skills. Um, another one is I'm reading a book called Nonviolent Communication, which is a great book. You know, it's just some developmental work from my field and always trying to stay up on top of the latest techniques. Um, great book, great for conflict management and relationship development as well. Um, and those are the two I would say that besides, you know, my Bible, those are, those are kind of the top three that, that always are in circulation. Absolutely. Good stuff. And we'll, we'll put those in the show notes so people can find those resources directly. So who would be some of that should reach out to you and how would they best connect with you, Joshua? 
Well, someone, I would say if you are someone that's looking to increase your team's performance or increase the relationships and culture within your business, I think more importantly, especially during these times where it's getting pretty tough for business leaders. We have a really challenging workforce environment. Um, and I, I would challenge leaders to not go at it alone. Use the resources that are available to you, whether it's myself or someone else. Uh, but the the point is the same. If you're someone that's looking to, you know, push your culture forward, push your performance and productivity forward, um, and you are a leader, whether it's an executive leader or a manager, or maybe you have managers that you want to upskill them and you want to, you know, help them learn something like micro conversations and how to coach their their team members uh, to keep conflict down, to keep turnover down, you know, all those, you know, hot button issues when it comes to talent management. Oh, those are the people that I would love to connect with. I um, mean, just to see if there is an opportunity to help, because I mean, I'm not all things, all people and we don't try to be. Uh, but I would love to have the conversation to find out, is there something going on in your business with your people where we can come alongside you and help you maximize your greatest resource, which is your people? Yeah. And I appreciate the idea that you're not all things to all people. I think it's important that we make clear who we are called to serve and then who we're not called to serve. And then in those initial conversations, that's the time to discern, can you see me working with you? Can I see me working with you? you know, how, how is this going to go forward? And it's okay if we don't think there's a fit, but you know, let's, let's find that out early, but because we can't be all things, but if maybe if, if you're not a good fit, maybe you've got a recommendation. If I'm not the right guy, maybe I can point you in another direction. So, exactly. Yeah, I think that's great. So how would somebody find you? What's the best way to get hold of you? Well, you can reach out to me at uh, Joshua at LeeMalvo.com. Um, several ways. You can also go on LinkedIn. That's one of the ways I get uh, connected the most. And uh, our website, LeeMalvo.com. If you want to get in contact with me, any one of those three ways is is the best way to do it. Um, and you know what? Since I, your kid and I share something here, so our one of our mentors would be remiss if, we didn't, if I didn't do this. So if you really want to get in contact with me, here's my number. Give me a call. It's 239 239- Eight three four three eight seven five. Again, that's two three nine eight three four three eight seven five, and that's the quickest way to get me. There you go. Absolutely, the Joe Peachy method. Pick up the phone. I love it. Oh, yeah. and, and we'll get all those in the show notes so people can find you on LinkedIn and and find your website and and put your phone number in there too. So that's that's good stuff. So, Josh, lucky. Yeah, thank you enough. This has been fantastic. I really appreciate you sharing the the acronym of the micro and going deep for us on that and talking about how to have those conversations to build high performance. It's just been such good stuff. And and I know the audience is going to get a lot out of this and hopefully it took a lot of notes because there was a lot of wisdom in there. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time with us. So look forward to talking with you again soon. And thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Ken. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're welcome. All right. And that brings us to the end of another Clarity Advisor show. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Clarity Advisor show. Clarity Advisors is a speaking, training, and consulting firm specializing in helping you simplify your sales and operating systems to improve efficiency and grow your profits. Connect with Clarity Advisors today to learn more about how they can help you improve communication and get your team aligned and engaged for greater success.